Welcome to the Uncommon Church Podcast. Today, you'll hear a message from our pastor, Josie Kerrigan. We hope that it helps you to know God, grow strong in your faith, and do all that God has called you to do. Well, the Lord took me to Nehemiah a couple of weeks ago, and he said, listen, there's something in Nehemiah that I want you to share. I want you to prepare a message from Nehemiah. And I love the book of Nehemiah. If you haven't read it, please read it this week. It is an amazing book. And I kind of, when God said that, I kind of thought I knew what he wanted me to share on because, like, I have my favorite things in there. I've written messages on Nehemiah before. So I'm like, okay, this is great. Like, refresher. And I start reading, and I thought I was going to get to chapter 6, And then in chapter 4, like, a verse just stood out. Like, isn't God cool how he does that when the Holy Spirit just highlights it? And I was like, oh, this, this is what he's wanting me to hear. And more than a message, it became a personal message from God to me. And I also want to share it with you today. And if you have not read the book of Nehemiah, I just want to give you a little bit of context. It's a book that is all about rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. The people of Israel had been conquered. Jerusalem had been torn down. The nation of Israel had been scattered and brought into captivity by Babylon. And God had prophesied, or he had spoken through his prophets and written, hey, I'm going to scatter you. If you don't obey me, you're going to be taken into captivity, but you will be brought back and Jerusalem will be rebuilt. Enter Nehemiah. Here's this book of Nehemiah. Um, The temple in Jerusalem had already been rebuilt, but the walls were still in ruin. And Nehemiah was serving the king of Persia, and he heard word that the walls in Jerusalem had all been torn down, and it just like grieved his heart. And he knew the prophetic word. He knew that God wanted them to be rebuilt, so he prayed, and he's like, God, if it be at all possible, how about I go and I rebuild? And so that is where the book of Nehemiah picks up, and we hear the story of Nehemiah obeying God, getting his favor, and just like boldly setting out and rebuilding the walls. And so I want to read to you one particular verse today, the one that God spoke to me from, and we're just going to look at this. It's in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 6 is where we'll start. And it says, so we rebuilt the walls, so this is after he's been working a while, till all of it... Because it had even been like, so a wall surrounds the city, right? But there was even like gaps in the wall where there was nothing. So so that all of it reached half its height. For the people worked with all their heart. And when I read that, the words half its height just like popped off the page. And I felt Holy Spirit say to me that there are people in this room that you've built half a wall. You've built half a wall. And that is awesome because a half a wall is still something. It's half a wall. But God is telling us not to be done building, not to stop building, and be satisfied with half a wall. I know in my life there are some areas where God has just been challenging me this year. That he's like, hey, look, that was great. You started building that 15 years ago and you got halfway and then you're like, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? And it's like he's bringing those things back around and he's saying, you've got a half a wall here and you've got a half a wall here and you started, but are you going to finish? It matters how we start, but it also matters that we finish. So for those of us that have half a wall, you know, half a wall looks decent. I actually tried to look for a picture of half a wall to put up a picture like, here's half a wall. Do you know what half a wall looks like? It looks like a wall. Like if you don't know how high it's going to be, it just looks like a wall. It looks like a finished wall. So for some of you, Jesus and you are the only ones who know that you're not done building. People look and they're like, oh, look at that nice wall. And you're like, yeah, it's only like this high. And I know God wanted me to build it this high, but like, hey, everybody else thinks it's nice and we're good. I don't feel like working harder on this anymore. I'm done with half a wall. 
So if you have a half a wall in your life, this is God telling you he wants you to go back to that half a wall and start building. So half a wall looks like a wall. It's only half the height, and it will never get to the breadth and strength that it's supposed to have if we don't keep building. Halfway done can't fulfill its purpose. Like the wall of a city is meant to protect the city. And although it might look like it's done, it's not ever going to do what it's intended to do if we don't build it all the way. So we might not even know what God's wanting to do through this thing that he's called us into obedience with, and is it worth building? We might not know till it's done, but God's like, I can't use it until you build it to here where I told you to build it, and you've got half a wall. I'm waiting on you. It doesn't yet look like it was meant to look like, even if it looks good. I have these pictures. It's like a painting that's halfway done. Could you put up the first picture of a painting? Look at this. This is a sketch, okay, of a church and a little bit of trees. And if I was sketching that and I was looking out over the landscape and I'm sketching out the tree, I would be like, I'm kind of proud of that. Like, I got the dimensions of that cathedral, like, really good, okay? And then I'm going to start putting on some color. Go to the next one. Look at that. Be like, that's amazing. It's so much better than the first one. Guess what this is? Half a wall. Go to the next picture. Because it's so much better. And then we even put a frame on it. Ta-da. There it is. Now we have a whole wall that can actually be displayed with pride. But like the detail and the nuance, we look at something halfway and we're like, it's okay, but it's not exactly as beautiful as it could be. We just start coasting, and we're like, I did a good job. Like, you can tell it's a church, you know, and there's trees there, and there's, but in that final picture, there was, like, people and a brook and, like, stuff happening and little intricate, like, oh, there's stained glass windows. There's stuff that happens in that top portion of the wall that you're never going to see unless you keep building. You know, we are remodeling our house right now, and I know most of you know that, so I'm like, oh, remodeling stories. I feel like that's all I can do lately. But when you have half a wall, it can be frustrating because you feel like if, you, if you're not like, satisfied at that level, it's also like, I just will never get all the way done because that's how I feel about my remodel project right now. I'm like, will it ever be finished? And we are working on it. We are working on it, but there's always something. And if you get used to having that something be there and you stop being frustrated with it, there's a saying that if you look at something seven times, you don't notice it anymore. And you just accept that it's there and you stop being annoyed by it. So there are sometimes areas in our life where God's like reminding us it's half the wall, he's bugging us, but like if we just ignore him seven times over, it's like we can't hear him prompting us anymore. So today I want the Holy Spirit to open up our ears to see, okay, is there somewhere where I've just been ignoring you for so long that it's like wah, 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 background noise that I'm not hearing anymore? There's a picture of a light switch as well. Can you put this light switch up? Because I just want to tell you guys, okay, this is a light switch in my house. Oh, Brad's like, don't show them that. Okay, this room, I'm going to tell you the story of this room. This room had peeling wallpaper, it had popcorn ceiling, it had messed up flooring. We have repainted, we have textured, we have peeled down the wallpaper, we took down, you know, the, the popcorn off the ceiling. There's been so much hard work. And then you lay the floor and you're like, we're still not done, we got to trim. It's like, and then the windows, and it's like so much. And then the room is like almost done. And there's this light switch. <laughs> and I wanted it to be gold instead of white. So we had white switches, but I'm like, no, no, I'm going to wait till we can buy a gold one. And the first week that it was there, it's like I couldn't walk in the door without being annoyed at this light switch. I was like, it was, my eyes were just like, oh my gosh, we still haven't done the light switch. Now, 
I, don't even, I haven't noticed it in two weeks, I think. So I have stopped being so pushy about getting it done because I got used to it. I saw it seven times. I went on to another project, and here's this halfway done room. And sometimes that is how the half walls are in our lives, where we've looked at it for so long that it's like we were tenacious about it, but because we didn't see progress fast enough, we felt like the work wasn't worth doing because not much was happening. Sometimes it takes a while to build a wall. And can I say this too? When you get to half a wall, that's hard work. Like, well done for building the half a wall. Like, we pick up in the story where Nehemiah and his guys had worked super hard. They had to get all the way to Jerusalem. They had to get the supplies. There were people that were persecuting them. Like, half a wall is not nothing. It was hard work. And so, for most of us, we're like, I did all this hard work. Like, whew. It's just like a nice breaking point. I'm halfway done. And then we're like, should I keep building? Or, or was that all the strength I had? So I'm not like trying to diss your half a wall because the half a wall was hard to build. Like everything up until this light switch was hard to make in our room, but it's still not done. So what happens in those moments in our lives when we have half a wall? Paul said in 2 Timothy, he said, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. And in the areas where there's half a wall, it's like we haven't quite finished. And in those moments, in the dip in the middle, in the, hey, it looks good enough, I could walk away now, I have fought hard, I'm tired, I need to take a break, I'm annoyed with this, I don't want to work on this anymore, whatever area of your life that is, it's so easy to just leave it and stop building forever. There's that song that says, I learned to live half a life, as a, a verse in it, and I think we get used to living with our half walls. And we no longer expect them to be whole walls in our lives. We're too tired. We think it's never going to get done. And in this moment, in the story of Nehemiah, I want to read the next verse to you. They were so encouraged. They had overcome all these obstacles. They were halfway done. What happens in this halfway point? It says, but then... And it lists all these enemies, Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs of Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps had been closed and they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. When you're halfway done, when you're like patting yourself on the back, like, yes, I did it. I was obedient to the Lord. I started consistent prayer life. I obeyed and stepped out and led a you group. Whatever that looks like for you. And you've built halfway and we're like, yes, I did it. And then we're tired. We want to take a break. And we think, well, I'll keep building later. That is when the enemy gets upset and comes in and tries to discourage us and stir up trouble so that we'll never go back to actually finish the rest of the wall. He's not worried about you building your own kingdom or your own life or doing all these other things, but when you're building on the wall that God gave you blueprints to, print, uh, to, to build, and he sees that you're making progress, he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This whole city was in ruin, 
Now the gaps are all closed in. There's a wall all the way around. It's reached half its height. Like you might think, I only have half a wall. The enemy's like, oh my goodness, there's a half a wall over here. And if they keep building, it's going to become a whole wall. This is scary to the kingdom of darkness. And so he's going to plot to come and try to discourage you from continuing to build what God has told you to build in your life. So I want you to be aware of the schemes of the enemy that you are in a crucial point. If you're one of those people in the room today, just like me, that you have half a wall somewhere in your life, that is a point where the enemy wants to come in and keep you from building. So instead, we're going to be aware of his schemes and we're going to say, no, thank you. I'm going to keep building. I'm going to put my hand to this just like God has told me to do. I'm not going to settle for half a wall. And that's exactly what Nehemiah did because you think like, oh, here are all these people. Now they're plotting. What is Nehemiah's response? In verse 9, he said, but we prayed to our God and we posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. You are not helpless. You are not just out there with half a wall with no defenses when the enemy comes against you. Were you here last week when Brad preached about us being seated in heavenly places together with Christ Jesus? And if the enemy is scheming, you are more powerful than him because you've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. And so these are the things that Nehemiah did. He said they schemed against us and what we did is we stopped building. We got discouraged. We hid in our houses. No, he just said, but... We prayed, we prayed to our God, the God of heaven and earth, who has called you to build that wall, who will empower you to build that wall, who gave you the plans to build that wall, the God of heaven and earth, you have full access to him and you can pray in these moments when you feel like, okay, the enemy is coming to attack me, we pray and we post a guard. Posting a guard in that context is kind of like a watchman on the wall, which a lot of times is used in scripture to signify being an intercessor. It's, it's together with praying. Jesus, he, he told his disciples, watch and pray, right? when he was in Gethsemane. It's like, be on guard. Look out for what the enemy is doing and then pray because our prayers are powerful. I'm going to ask you to just examine your own walk and the potential areas in your life, whether it's in your career where God has called you or in ministry things that he's called you to or just building your life as a Christian and being obedient to the things that the Word of God says. If there's an area where you have half a wall... How much time have you spent in prayer for that? Because we fight on our knees. We don't find, fight with plans or all these different things. We fight on our knees. And the weapons of our warfare are mighty. But we have to actually use them. So we need to watch and pray. You know, I was, I was thinking about what does it mean? What does it signify to build a wall? The Old Testament, it says it, it's there to like be a shadow of things that can teach us something. So when I'm talking about building a wall, what does that mean? Nehemiah was building the walls of the city of God, the kingdom of God. It means building the kingdom, the kingdom things that he has called you to. He was also building in obedience to the word of God. Because he had read the prophecies and he saw the command, like, go back and rebuild. The walls need to be rebuilt. When we see things in the word of God that it says, you know, a Christian should fast and pray and give and come to church and like all these things, that's our wall that we're building. We're building in obedience. We're building our walk with God. We're building history with God. We're building obedience with God. So it's not just, sometimes he gives us the word like, I want you to step out in faith and 
I'm using you group as an example, lead this you group. That's like a rhema word that's just for you, like Holy Spirit dropped that in your heart and he wants you to obedient. But the whole word of God is full of things that we're all meant to obey. So sometimes it's not that our half a wall is this mega adventure that God is calling us on. It's just our half a wall is that we're not fully obedient to what God's calling us to in his word. Just to live out the basic Christian principles that we know. We know better. But we're like, I don't feel like building this higher. I came up, I said yes, I screwed in a light bulb, I joined a U group. The rest of my life, I don't really feel like changing very much. That can be half a wall. But no, God is calling you to walk away from certain friendships and to start reading your word daily. Like, are you building your life in him or are you just like, I'm safe now. I get to live in eternity with Jesus. That's great. I don't need to build higher. And for some of us, we walked with Jesus for like 50 years. And our wall is like beautiful as far as our walk with Christ. Like we're doing all the things and we have wisdom and we're like, I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm at presence and prayer, I lead a U group, I lead two U groups, you know, like I'm doing all the things. But God's like, yeah, but I have called you, I have spoken to you to go on this particular mission trip and you keep not going. Or I have spoken to you to write this book or I have spoken to you to start mentoring younger men or whatever it is, like we might build the one thing but there's specific things that we've ignored. Maybe we were excited like at youth camp and now we're 50 and we're like, that never came to pass. That prophecy wasn't from the Lord. Like, I don't know. Wherever there's a ruin and a remnant of a wall in your life, I feel like today God is saying, go back, look at it, read the instructions. I know people in this house who last year, I remember having a conversation and I was talking to this woman and she said, you know, in our younger years, we used to be on the prayer team. We used to lead the youth. We used to do this and that. But it's like I got away from it and all this stuff happened. And it's like I walked away from doing that even though I know that God's called me to it. And they just like did a 180 and decided to return back to build the wall that God had actually called them to. And I love seeing them flourish and what God is using them to do and stepping out once again. And can I tell you, whenever we get around to fixing that light switch, I'm gonna be so excited, whether it's tomorrow or 10 years from now. Like God's excited for you finishing your wall, even if it's been a minute since you worked on it. It's still there for you and the Holy Spirit to build together. But if you're in the gap and if you're in the middle, and you're feeling discouraged, Nehemiah's response was we prayed and we posted guard. So when we feel like quitting, when we feel discouraged, when we feel like I can't do this, our response is to pray and then to watch. What does it mean? I, I was thinking about that word, to post a guard and to watch. The Bible is full of places where Jesus told us to be on our guard for things. I hadn't really noticed it before, but he kept telling us to be on guard. He was like, be on guard for the religion of the Pharisees, be on guard from sin, be on guard for the love of money, be on guard. We need to be on guard. And then looking at the armor of God, there's really only one offensive weapon, which is the sword of the spirit. Everything else is like to guard us from attack. So I want you to think about the armor of God and just being aware of and guarding against whatever it is that the enemy is bringing in to stop you from building. 
and it's going to be different for each and every one of us. Whatever brings discouragement or frustration or disillusionment or disappointment or just exhaustion to you, that's what he's going to try. And the things that bother you don't bother me. Like, it's going to be different for everybody, which is why the Holy Spirit is so amazing, because he's going to help you to be on guard specifically for what it is the enemy is attacking you with. A couple of verses down, and this is the last thing that Nehemiah did when it comes to being on guard. He said in, in verse 17, if we skip down a little bit, not only did they watch and pray, but they picked up weapons. He said, from now on, those who carried materials to build did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other, and each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. If you are building for the kingdom of God, don't just put your head down and build. Have a sword at your side. Be on guard. Pray. Watch. And keep an eye on what the enemy is doing, and then pull out your sword when you need it. The Bible says that we need to be aware of what the enemy is trying to bring against us because we have the victory if we actually exercise our authority. And again, if you didn't hear Brad's message last week on authority, this is definitely a good time to go back and re-listen to it. Ephesians 6, 7, 17 says, Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God. And this is where I'm, I'm just going to wrap these weapons up is I want to talk to you a little bit about this. We pray, we watch, we be on guard. Be on guard to watch out for your marriage. Be on guard against sexual immorality. Be on guard against false teaching. Be on guard against sin. Be on guard. Be on guard on all these things, right? And then take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The word that is used for this sword right here, there are two words for swords. There's one that's like a big broadsword that they would use in battle, like swing it back and forth, like it looks very majestic. And then there's another sword that was like a small two-edged like dagger that if an enemy came in for a very specific attack, he was close to you and he wanted to kill you, not like the whole army was under attack, but like you, you could pull out your, your small dagger and cut them and kill them. It was specifically for the enemy that was close to you that needed to be struck down. That is the word that is used used right here when it comes to fighting with the Word of God as a sword. It is that specific word. And, the, and God's Word has two words in Scripture. There's logos and there's rhema. There's the written word, which is like the whole Bible. And that is always powerful. We need to be reading it. We need to be memorizing it. We need to be meditating on it. That's like our broadsword. That's just like whoosh, always just plowing ground for the enemy. But the word that's used here is rhema, which is like when God speaks specifically to you. Like that verse that popped out to me about half a wall, that was a rhema for me in that moment. When God's like, hey, be aware of this. You're like, okay, I'm going to find a scripture to just like use my sword right specifically on that. It's when somebody is attacking you. He will give you a rhema to cut that thing down so that it will not have the power to stop you from building. For some of you, you need a rhema word from God to give you the courage and the strength and just the infusion of fresh vision that you need to keep building. You've gotten too long just like with your broadsword, which is great, but God's like, I need to give you a rhema, a moment with me when I'm like, here's what I want you to do. And you can stand on that word. Might be something like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Through Christ 
who strengthens me. Because I'm tired. I don't want to build this wall. But that rhema word of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He strengthens me to build this wall. I don't know what that word is for you, but I do know that today as I was praying over this room, I just saw like little half walls sitting in all the chairs and that the Holy Spirit wanted to speak specifically to you about what area in your life you need to keep building on and go back and pick up some tools and pick up your sword and start praying and guarding that thing. The reason they guarded those walls is they were precious. Like these walls were gonna protect that city. These walls were something, they were like a fulfillment of prophecy. Prophecy. It was the kingdom of God, the city of God. They were gonna surround the temple of God. The people of God were gonna live in that. Whatever wall it is that God wants you to build in your life, it's something incredible that's going to bless so many people. It's not for you, it's not for me. He's having us build walls for the sake of the kingdom and it's always for the sake of others. Just like Jesus came to lay his life down for others. The walls that we are building are to bless other people. He wants to use you, your story, your testimony, whatever it is that he's having you build on to bring others to know Jesus, to set people free, to help them grow in their faith, to fund the kingdom, whatever that is. Your wall matters. That's why the enemy is wanting to attack it. But once your eyes are open to see what he's trying to do, you're so much more powerful than him. And when you go on your knees and when you pray, like what did he say? We prayed to our God. When you pray to the maker of heaven and earth who have seated you together with Christ in heavenly places and you pull out your rhema word, there's nothing that can stop you from building what God's called you to build. He wouldn't call you to do something that you can't do. He has given you everything you need to complete the project he's called you to. I want you to stand up on your feet. What we need to do when we're in the middle is keep building. We cannot do something significant for God in our community, in our generation, in our country, in this church, if we are satisfied with half a wall. Like even I was thinking about this word corporately for our church. For those of you that have seen the pictures or you were there with us when we used to meet at what we called the crack house <laughs> at the little mission church with only cold water that smelled like cat pee and we were so grateful for it. <laughs> And I look around now and I'm like, this is amazing. We even got to remodel, like we have new carpet. We have lights that work, the AC is functioning. Like this is amazing. You know what we have? A beautiful lobby that's big enough for everybody to fit in. And we have warm water and a separate room for the kids. They don't have to meet in the kitchen. No, do you know what we really have? We have half a wall. It looks fine. It's great. Are we going to just be satisfied as a church with half a wall? Or are we going to say, no, that was great. Like he's brought us this far. And it was a lot of hard work. Again, I'm not disregarding that half a wall is a feat to accomplish. Believe me, 
this was hard fought to get to where we are. But I do not want us as a church family to be satisfied with where we're at with this half a wall. There's so many people who don't know Jesus in our city. I want Trinity High School to get reached with Jesus Christ. Like what if our youth group couldn't even fit in the sanctuary? Like there's so much more that God wants to do. We've got ministry track coming up. I want to raise up people and equip them better. I want to do more for the kingdom of God. I want to see our presence and prayer filled with prayer warriors on Wednesday nights because in the spirit, that's what's going to change and shift the atmosphere over our city. We are not going to settle for half a wall. And whether there's something that we didn't like that we built, you know what, we'll unbuild it and build it better. That's a lot of times why I quit building. It's like, I built, I don't like it. I didn't do it right. I failed. Look, this rock looks stupid that I put in this wall over here. This brick is mismatched with that brick. So I'm like, I'm gonna leave that. I'm just gonna ignore that that happened. I'm gonna leave my half wall over here. It looks awful. And I'm gonna come over here. Let's build here. This is beautiful. And you just ignore whatever that was. No. God is bigger than our mistakes. He's bigger than our messy walls. He's not afraid of a mess. So you come over and God is so gracious to help you to rebuild how he wanted it to be and then to keep building instead of just ignoring it and walking through our life with a ruin here and a ruin there and a leftover wall there. Let's build. That's what God spoke to me this whole year. Like as I was reading this and it was a message for our church, but I realized I was talking about this whole year of my life. I feel like every week, ever since January, he's been like, hey, here's something you started years ago that you abandoned ship on. Well, ministry track being an example, just personally for me, I think it was five years ago, I told Brad I was wanting to start. I felt like God was saying we needed at our church like a ministry training school or internship or some such thing. And I started planning for it and I started thinking about it and praying on it. And then we just never did it got busy there's so many other things to do we need to expand here and help this team here and whatever and so I just took this little tiny not even half a wall it was like maybe one row of bricks okay and so at the beginning of this year God's like hey remember that thing I told you to do like as you're seeking me for your year and you're saying what do you want me to do he's pointing back to well you didn't do what I told you to do in the first place it's over here just one row of bricks so can we just like finish that before we do something else and so he's bringing me back to all these things that I never finished and I don't know who else in this room have some unfinished walls but this is the year of picking back up our tools and finish building what God asked us to do amen <laughs> Nehemiah 6 15 it says so the wall was completed can you imagine? They kept building, they kept fighting, they kept working, and they were under attack over and over. You can read all about it, but they kept, and the wall was completed. And when all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid, and they lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work has been done with the help of who? Our God. It's not by might, not by power, it's not you, it's not me, it's Jesus who helps us build that wall. But you can finish. I can finish, we can finish what God's called us to do in our generation. I want you to just close your eyes. I'm going to deal with walls in a minute, but first I just want to talk in case there's anybody in this room who does not know Jesus and you have not surrendered your life to him. You haven't even started building. You don't know what his blueprint for your life is. The Bible says that before you were even born in 
when you were in your mother's womb, he knit you together and he has purpose and plans and things for you to build and do for his glory. He loves you so much. And if you do not know him, but you believe that there's a God in heaven who loves you and you wanna ask him to forgive you of your sins, this is that moment where I wanna introduce you to Jesus. And with everybody's got their eyes closed, but I wanna know who I'm praying for. If you would, just please slip up your hand if there's anybody here that wants to meet with Jesus today. If you wanna surrender your life and get to know our God in heaven. Just gonna take another minute. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that you leave the 99 and you come after the one. And for the sake of those that raised their hands, can we just all pray together? Say, Father in heaven, forgive me of my sin. I believe that you have a plan for my life and I surrender to you today. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I want to belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, yeah, let's celebrate. For those of you that prayed that prayer, for the first time or the first time in a long time, right in that moment, you are what the Bible calls born again. You're starting your life all over again. You're gonna rebuild together with Jesus. And what I want you to do, we have a prayer team members right up here by this wall that has light bulbs on it. And I want you to come up and screw in a light bulb because it signifies the moment that we can celebrate that you were born again. And you're starting a whole new life with Jesus from today forward. So if you can actually come, you can come right now, come on up and screw in your light bulb. They wanna pray with you, they wanna give you a book and they would just wanna talk with you about how to lay a firm foundation in your faith. And while they're doing that, I wanna to talk to the rest of us for a minute. Specifically, I felt like there were people in this room, the reason you're not building is you're just tired. And you feel like I worked so hard to build my half a wall. I think if I keep building, it might just like kill me. Like I don't have it in me. And God wants to speak to you today. I wanna to read something over you. I just want you to close your eyes. And I just wanna read from the word of God. This is his word for you today. Do you not know and have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth and he will not grow weary or tired and his understanding no one can fathom. He, this Lord and creator of the ends of the earth, gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, we who hope in the Lord, insert your name Josie because I hope in the Lord, Whatever your name is, you, because you hope in the Lord, will renew your strength. You will soar on wings like eagles. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and you will not faint. Father God, I just ask for a breath from heaven to come right now and just bring fresh strength by the power of God. Where we are weary, where we are weak, where we are tired or discouraged in the name of Jesus, we hope in you. 
So supernaturally, I just pray that you recharge our strength. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In this moment, I want you to just ask the Lord where in your life there is a half wall that you've abandoned. Where you've done good, but you're not all the way there. Just Holy Spirit, speak to us. If there's any place in our life that we need to go back and keep building. Maybe we've gotten too used to it, and I need you to point it out to us, God, that there's actually meant to be more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Church Podcast. If this message has impacted your life, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. And for more information on our church community, you can click the link in the description or visit uncommonchurch.tv.